What is it? What is the cold open? What is it? What's my rant? What's wrong with white people? Where do I start? What do you mean what's wrong with white people? What's wrong with everybody? Everybody's a, a fucking sheep. Everybody getting in line. Nobody out front doing it. Sticking up for yourself. Trying to find a camp. That's fine. Just don't fuck around next to my fire. Live from downtown Detroit, it's no BS News Hour with my main man, None. You promise? Promise. You know what? It's spring. I feel good. I did my garden. <laughs> you don't have to take such a hot shower, right? It's a little cooler. So I haven't, since Gretchen Whitmer, with that nasty COVID response, turned me into a Zoom masturbating day drinker. I get out of the shower. It's the I haven't looked in the mirror in 18 months, and I pull the shower curtain, and there I am, and I'm not fat. That's good. You've never been fat, Charlie. I know, but you know, like muscle tone, I was worried. Over, what's what's that like? It's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I've never experienced that. What's that like? Please right. tell me. I, I did all my gardening. Overweight, not fat. I, I burned my Christmas tree because I keep it. It was it was fantastic. Anyway. Welcome back from Jamaica. Thank How you. How was your third world, John? It was uh, Did you feel superior? <laughs> that wasn't the purpose. I just wanted some sea, some sand, and some sun. What's the sea stand for? <laughs> and I just rhymed. Sorry. <laughs> S-E-A. See you next C. Tuesday. <laughs> anyway. All right. You guys so listen. Are terrible. <laughs> Here's the deal. Didn't know Karen would be back, so we, we got we got so much video. Okay, I'm just here. We good exactly. That's we fine. just here. Here's the thing that cold open that man, F you people. Stick up for yourself. You sheep. You're being told bullshit. We're here for you. We don't just rant and rave. Yes, we do. But <laughs> so what did we tell you? We what did we do last week? We did the video. Here's all the development downtown. The currency's in the toilet. The country's fucked up, right? Let's look at the development. We do it, and wouldn't you know it, it starts showing up in the media, doesn't it? We say the book tower is fucked. All of a sudden, the book tower is doing pre-sales. <laughs> I would suggest that the media go over to the book tower and actually stand and look. Look in the window. Look above you. This shit is at least a year out. And if you haven't sold any fucking leasing space... How's it getting financed? Great question. We're financing. We're yeah, financing we it. So listen, hey, copper. I get there's two coppers on Facebook getting in an argument over does this development work? Uh, the handouts. Don't worry about it. It's just taxes that we never would have realized anyway. Hey, copper. Hey, Cheshire. Here's the deal. I did the back of the envelope by my calculations, and they're usually correct. I believe that the police and fire pension fund is 67 percent funded. It ain't a hundred. Do the math. Mm -hmm. You got over 8,000 retirees. You got 2.8 billion. Assuming every retiree on average is going to live 20 years. You don't got it. Wow. And you got to know this. In the bankruptcy settlement, the language says, if the city can't afford it, you don't get it. Yep. That's a fact, right? That's correct. That's the fact, man. So wake the fuck up. Now, Oh. Let's take a look at all the developments going on around town, says the newspaper. The Hudson skyscraper should be finished next year. Should it? Remember, we're going to have again 20% low income <laughs> housing. Well, Red went and checked that out. Red oh, cool. got his Section 8 voucher. I was going to say, she got good, perfect. And he wants a penthouse <laughs> facing Canada. <laughs> Because when he looks out his penthouse, he wants to see the American dream. He deserves it. So that's that. why he wants to look at Windsor. He deserves it. <laughs> so let's roll the tape. This shit's awesome. This is Byron and Red. Awesome. 
Trailers for sale or rent. Put me out the house on divorce for less for 50 cents. No phone. All I know is what I got. No pet. Started from the bottom. I ain't got no cigarettes. But two hours of pushing broom by the eight by twelve four bedroom. Mama, man of the means by no means. King of the world. I'm calling in regards to uh, I want to get one of the apartments down in the uh, skyscraper when it's done. And I know it's supposed to be some low-income housing available, and I got my Section 8 vouchers, so I was wondering what do I need to do to apply for one of the apartments. Man, staying at the Normandy can turn from a short-term stay to a lifetime sentence, and I ain't trying to do that. I think I found my way up out of this place. I thought maybe I could get something new in, in the new skyscraper when it's done, looking at Canada. And with low income, I got my Section 8 voucher and everything. I'm ready to go. What's going on with that building? I don't even know if they're going to have um, any type of housing in that building. They're still two years out. Oh, I, what I thought when they gave, went to the city with the plans, they said it was going to be residential with a mm-hmm. 20% low income. Yeah, we don't have any information on the husband's side of the now. Man, skip that. I'm about to go down here and find out what's going on. You ain't gonna tell me you don't know nothing. Uh, for my section, ain't about to go down here and talk to somebody in person. So after not getting much information on the phone, I decided it'd probably be better if I go down there and try to talk to somebody in person. <laughs> but you know what they say, excuse over the phone, truth in your face. Oh, man, I can't wait. I want to live right there. Yep, yep, that's it. High rise, look at Canada. Yeah, I can't wait, baby. Moving on up. Yeah, buddy. I'm going to use this voucher. I'm going to be living good. They're going to be wondering, how did I make it happen? Thanks, Dan. 20% low income housing. I can't fucking wait. Hell yeah. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up? Hey, I, I'm waiting on these apartments to get done. I wanted to move in. Y'all know when they're going to be finished? A year. One year. One year? That's what they say. Oh, man, I hope they do it quicker than that. My Section 8 voucher is going to expire by then. That, <laughs> that 20% low-income living. I'm looking. I got mine. I'm ready to go. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you, fellas. Yeah. Have a good one. You too, now. Hey, what's good, brother? Slow motion. I'm uh, wondering how long before it be done. I'm, I'm ready to move on in. I that got my Section 8 voucher and everything. Almost two years. Two years? Almost two. Oh, shit. My voucher will be expired by then. They told me 20%. How is that? I'm going to have to reapply for Section 8. You're going to have to in two years. In two years. God damn it. Let me go over here and see if I can go ahead and reserve it then. It'll take a Section 8 voucher reserve or something. Thanks a lot, brother. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> Let me go to the office and check with the office. These guys don't know what they're talking about. Hell, it took them seven years to put a building together. I don't even know. Got no timing. I find out. Make my Section 8 voucher expire. Go to the construction. Yeah, some man. Let's see if this is going to happen. Hey, how you doing today? Good. Is there someone in the office I can speak with? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I blew him off. How you doing today? I want to speak to somebody. I got my Section 8 voucher and I want to reserve my apartment in the skyscraper when it's done. How long will it be before it's finished? What's your opinion? I just told you. I just asked you how long will it be finished because I want to reserve my Section 8 apartment in the skyscraper. Dan said it'd be low. Go there and that's the go, go where? To okay, the site? I was over there. Well, that, go. Where is that? Nobody can tell me anything? Wow. How you doing? You, 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 all right? You know about the skyscraper over here? I, I do, but uh, I can't speak to that. You'll have to go with Bedrock. I have to go with Bedrock? Yes. Now, where's Bedrock at? 
there down the road on Woodward. Down the so road on Woodward? Google their address, you'll see it. Okay, because I'm just trying to see if I can reserve my Section 8 apartment for the 20% low income that's going to be in there. So I'm trying to get a jump start. I want to be up on the penthouse looking at the Canadian side. Bedrock's for folks you need to see. All right. So, All right. But how long do you think it would be done for us, though, uh, Philly? Right. Can't answer that? Nope. Say bedrock. Everything needs to go through bedrock. Bed, right. All right. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. I ain't let my Section 8 expire. I need to get my apartment. I want to live downtown, too. Shit. So after leaving the construction office, that one guy told me where to go. That was pretty cool of him. I got to thinking, damn, why was the other guy such an asshole? What? What's your well, he's asking you a question. And then I couldn't even understand him. At least you could be an asshole that I could understand. And you can, you can go, go there and ask them then. Go, go where? Okay, go where? I was over there. Well, that, where is that? After walking around the city that has Gilbert's name tattooed across itself, I finally found the place. I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, I want to know who I had talked to about reserving my uh, apartment down in the new skyscraper. Y'all oh, reserving that? Yeah, um, this bedrock, yeah, right? The skyscraper down the street? The one that's there on building? Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be 20% low income. I got my Section 8. I want me a damn penthouse in the skyscraper. <laughs> so I'm trying to see who I talked to. You can give us a call and we can um, talk, transfer you to the right people, but they don't work in this building. Oh, they don't work? This is just the headquarters. This, wait a minute. This is the headquarters, but they're not in the headquarters? <laughs> no. Because okay. they have to work they're in the buildings and other stuff. So, so how long before you think the building, the skyscraper done? Because I don't want my um, voucher to expire. The beginning of next year. Beginning of next year? So less than a year. Yeah, probably. Okay, because uh, I only get six months on this voucher. I don't okay. need it expiring on me. You say okay. just give them a call. Is this number right here? Yeah, yeah. you can call me there and then I can transfer you. Okay, I just got one more question for y'all. So I was kind of expecting to move in today. That's not going to happen, is it? Uh, uh, Section 8 is going to run out here in six months, so it's not happening. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it'll just take me. Damn. All right, thank y'all. Looks like I'm back at the goddamn normal. One, two, shit, at this rate, five years. Fuck. King of the world. Red deserves an award for that. What, right? Now, they gave... By the way, all his facts is correct, too. So we got three different times, less than a year, a year, and two years. More than two years. More than two years. You have a headquarters, but nobody's working in the headquarters. Thank you. So the guy wants you to call him outside of the building for him to transfer you to somebody that's also not in the building to get an answer that he doesn't know about. Red wants to move into the skyscraper. Who do you call to book a room? They don't, uh, hello, hello. It's not that hard. It's a swindle. Yep. Oh my God. And again, again, if you do the work, copper, you'll know this. We send Dan a check every year. It's not a tax rebate. It's a tax collection. Nothing's going on. He gets a check. Okay, next. Ready? Oh, by the way, uh, real, I'm going to uh, go through all the sponsors. Sorry, sponsors. Uh, they're not responsible for this show. <laughs> XG Service Group is not responsible for this show. For the content. I'm sorry, Bernie and Matt Yaskovitz at 734-245-4100. Because Burger King is like, fuck you, Michigan. Yeah. When Burger King's saying, fuck you, Michigan, That's we're in trouble. Crazy. You should just do the regular stuff. Now, Bernie does the sandwich boards, the intercom, the cameras at Burger King. It's affecting us all. So if you want to buy Burger King's property and turning it into a drive through bar, which I think we can still do. Thank you, Gretchen Whitmer. That you want to call <laughs> Matt Yaskovitz at 734-245-4100 for all of your IT, all of your beaming needs, all of your security needs. I'm telling you, if the Pelosi's had hired him, they wouldn't have got hit with a hammer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Nowacki telling you that overreaction is not a strategy. 
Better plan. It's coming. I, I, I cannot tell you what Luke and I talk about because Luke doesn't want to get in trouble with the authorities. Right. Right. For, and that's fair. For pumping out advice, but I take his advice and I call him at 248-663-4748. Look at that. Stripper music. Inflation, interest rates, what's your move? Look out for your kids, their college, your home, getting the right investments. Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Well, 248-663-4748. Legacy partners, keep that rolling. You've got to be happy because where else do you go? To save money, it doesn't cost you anything. And their customer service was good. Really good. That's a plus for me. Right? Really a plus. Okay, we're just going to right there. Uh, 586-209-4106. Eric, I'm calling because it's spring. My motorcycle fired right the fuck up. It hasn't been insured in two years. The plates are old. I'm getting it on the road, bro. I I should call him right now. I know, I know Eric's listening. You know dude, they'll be responsive. Dude, though. mine, 81 Sportster needs to be insured. Hello, Brian Woodward. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, yeah. with that hustle, that insurance hustle, keep that going. <laughs> call Legacy Partners. We all believe in them. 586-209-4106. Hall Financial, help yourself. Consolidate your debt. If you have a home, I keep... keep he likes the stripper music, Mark. I like the stripper music. I just restart it. Do I need to throw some singles out or you something, You can't loop Charlie? it. We'll yeah. fix it in oh, some singles? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, now, there's two, now there's two playing. Oh, I'm a total mess. God, you're a fucking mess. I know. It's my no, birthday. It's okay. We'll fix it in post. Happy birthday. Listen. Why are you all so hard? I know half you listening don't got 500 bucks. And I know at least a third of you got a home. Ding, ding. Call the rebuy. It's an I, asset. I would do it now. Right. The market is calm. It's calm. That means the interest rates on the long, on the mortgage are down. I don't know what's going to happen in a month. Now it's time to act. Consolidate your debt. Get the refi. Get yourself locked into something in the five and six area instead of twenty percent on your credit card. You you go to eight six six call hall or callhallfirst.com. ADR experienced overseeing more than a quarter billion dollars. And construction, management, oversight, dealing with the government. Nobody can deal with the government because they're thieves. So what do you need to do? You need to call somebody who got some brass knuckles. That's Barry Ellen Tuck, 248-318-94244. Consultation, get done right, on time, and on budget. And finally, I'm walking downtown. I see this guy with a big square head. Leave the music out. Thank you. <laughs> it was Mark. What? What? You were wearing glasses. I, w- I did have my glasses with his on. With big yeah. square head. Yeah. Were they sunglasses? They make they make my head more square. When Mark got out of the shower today, he goes, "Man, my big square head looks nice." There it is. That's oh, now he looks even smarter. Yeah, but they make it more square. That's no, all right. They don't. That's fine. Don't and my face, high. my face is pretty round. They give you a good jawline. Look at that. It makes him look smarter. Look make- at that. There you go. That's what makes you happy. Here's your birthday issues. present. Boys have body issues too. <laughs> I don't have body okay. issues. We're just admitting it. I've accepted it a long time ago. Sometimes I don't feel like a boy. What do you, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. It's okay to say it now. What do you feel like then, Charlie? <laughs> that. A man? Oh. So wait a minute. Never mind. We aren't going to have what? that conversation. No, when he said, I don't feel like a boy, I said, what do you feel like? And he said, fat. So that's the option now? Boy Boys or fat? Boys aren't supposed to be fat. They're supposed to be rugged. They're overweight. <laughs> I know. Or husky. Or husky. Yeah, that's the word. Not husky. poor, poverty stricken, right, Karen? <laughs> right. Right. Economically compromised. Exactly. And broke. Broke <laughs> 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 broke. Just not poor. Thanks, Federal Reserve, you stupid fucks. All right. Anyway, I told you. Mark's walking downtown, and he goes, man, this American Coney Island, man, this 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 place, is, what'd you say, this place is cool, that's what you said. Well, I was driving up Griswold, and it's like, you know, classic architecture, classic architecture, and then right in the heart is this little triangle of an area. I just think it's really cool. Yeah. It's a, so lot, it of just, char- it's a lot of character. Like and- an enlightenment period for you at that time well i yeah. it started because i was telling grace i'm like i hope you realize how cool this place is because mm-hmm. when you're working and you're all deep right. in your own work you tend to forget that stuff like sometimes i forget what a good writer charlie is until he writes mm-hmm. something because i don't and you read it separately well i know you don't and what do you forget about me um how kind you are no because you're always kind nothing 
Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Her name's Kind. <laughs> Don't Kindren. put me on the spot. <laughs> Karen Kindren. <laughs> but yeah, it is. Oh, you just forget that stuff but when you're deep in it every you're right, week. And, you're right. You know. But but the sincerity of 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 Grace, her commitment, it resonates throughout every area mm-hmm. of American Colony Island. How it looks, how it operates, the food, how it tastes. I mean, when you have those core values mm-hmm. and they're sincere, they're evident and obvious throughout the operation from top to bottom. Did you know there used to be a Burger King cross street and a Taco Bell? Killed them. No. Killed them. Seriously? 106 wow. years. Yeah. But There's now, a reason. But if you have a choice between quality, and, and I'm not going to even call it fast food. I mean, but it's quality food on the go in a, in a Coney Island setting, which Detroit is known for, or just trash <laughs> fast food, you're going to hey. go for the quality option. In There's the, nothing wrong with fast food. The very, like fast it made a square head. It's the very heart. <laughs> it's the very center. Detroit is, is a square with a tail, but it was really laid out in a half mm-hmm. circle. And yep. at the center of the half circle is American Coney. So this is the heart of Detroit. The heart of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the food is spectacular. Mm-hmm. And, and to all the new Detroiters, people who've lived here there know about it. There she goes again. We racist. know about it. I didn't say anything about <laughs> You're a racist. <laughs> I don't need you to tell me about American Coney Island. I already know. I was called a racist because I know Tucker Carlson. That's coming. But before oh, wow. we do that, um, Lansing. I got the 911 tape for the... Um, oh, for the call? The call yep. for, for the, the wellness station? check. Okay. We'll start with that. They're going real slow, too slow for me. But here's part one. I have not given up on you. We are just a little ragtag band here. But we stick up, we smell something, and we keep moving. You, We're not looking for boogeymen. You stick up and you stand up. That's what you do. Yeah, so don't fuck around my fire. <laughs> you want to beat the fire, you're welcome. You're on the left, you're on the right. You want to go to war with each other, you got to come past our pasture. We'll decide. If you try to trespass, we will fuck you up. Thank you. Now, roll the tape. 911, what's the location of your emergency? Uh, I need somebody to get somebody to go because 28 East House Street. I'm the sister of Brother Michael. One second, I can't. One second, one second. Where, okay, where are you at? So the emergency is not here. I need someone to, if the cop can go to 20 East House Street in Lansing. In 20, 28 East How? 28 or 208? 28. It's I got your it name. in there. 28 is not a valid address for right there. Okay, it's Michael McRae. Okay. It's on the address. It's not 28. It's 128. Does that... Yeah. That's what they went earlier. So, okay. Okay, so is there someone with him right now? I don't know if his son Anthony is there because he works. So, I don't know. He found him Anthony earlier. Anthony don't work. Okay. And what happened to him earlier? Well, his daughter said he, his son found him on the... In the kitchen floor. Old man's on the kitchen floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So y'all know that the murderer lives in that house. This is the father's sister, sister. calling. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, he went to the hospital early this morning. I'm calling, but I didn't call Anthony, the one that found him on mm-hmm. the floor, mm-hmm. beat up. Mm-hmm. Right? But Anthony works. See? Okay. Let's keep going. Is that it? That's it. That's all Okay. Called, yeah. That's step one. Yeah. Now, all the neighbors said that the police have been there. Mm-hmm. I'm asking for every call in that neighborhood for two to three years. I want every fucking call. This stinks that it's well over a month and they've been giving me the runaround. And... Quite possibly, maybe even quite certainly, police did the job. They went over there. Thank you, 911 operator. She did a good job. She did a very I've, good job. Very yeah, calm. I've, I've heard a lot of uh, 911 calls in my life, mm-hmm. and not all the operators are that good. Okay, I thought she was very patient, did a great job. She did, and she found the address. Yeah. And she knew we've already been there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And he's working, but he found him. What? Yeah. Okay, come on, man. Which one is it? Come on, man. You yeah. know what it is. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. 
This is serious. I'm not doing the political posturing on people's lives. We're going to fix this shit if it needs to be fixed. Again, remember, if it pans out, I'll let you know. But we're going to do the work, right, Karen? Absolutely, Charlie. How was and, Jamaica? Uh, it was nice. It was warm. It was sunny. You didn't have to take any of this shit with you, did you? No, I, I didn't. And I tried to, you know, stay away from it. Uh, I was curious about what was going on. So I checked Twitter just briefly. But, you know, I was on vacation. I didn't want to. I, I knew it would be here when I got back. <laughs> it wasn't going <laughs> anywhere. Oh, you want to. You did you go to Canada? No. Oh, breaking news. <laughs> Canada. Justin Trudeau is a phony. I'm going to, hello, Windsor. Here's the deal. Biden went to Canada to see Justin Pinko Trudeau, but he's not a Pinko. They came up with a deal. Really? Any migrants. Mm -hmm. See, Canada got swamped. I'm doing mm -hmm. the fingers thing. Mm. Swamped with 40,000 refugees from the United States. If you don't go through a port of entry, mm -hmm. you just cross through the woods. Canada can't deport you to the United States. So Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau have been making a deal. They made a deal. Now all of Canada, the woods, the Windsor Tunnel, mm -hmm. everything is now an official port of entry. Really? Yes. So by this treaty, anybody that crosses into Canada from the United States that's not from the United States has to be returned to the United States. In return, Canada will take up to 15,000 people a year. Canada gets to pick which 15,000 a year. So let's do the math. 40,000 go into Canada. They get jump at 25,000. Mm -hmm. So Justin Trudeau, who's pretending we are the world, we are the people, tweet, you're welcome. You're not welcome. You're a fucking fascist, motherfucker. And the New York Times, dude, you guys suck. We need the we need we need the old school back. It's going to alleviate pressure on both borders. Oh, how? Oh, because <laughs> 15, so. 15,000 people in Mexico are now going to go to Canada instead of here. So in the last twenty four months, we've had three point five million come in. <laughs> now watch this: three point five. What's point five? Five hundred thousand. <laughs> now. 15,000 would be 3.5015. <laughs> Fuck you, Justin. You're <laughs> bullshit. We're getting swamped with fentanyl. We're getting swamped with crime. I know that if it was my family, I'm coming. Mm -hmm. So you don't even know what poverty is. You, you were in Jamaica. You know what poverty is. Yes. If I can get here, I'm trying. God bless yeah. us. We're the beacon. Fuck Russia. Fuck China. Fuck Iran. We're the place. We are the place. As fucked up as we are, we are the place. And I love China. Been there twice. Mm -hmm. Russia, been there twice. Iran, I would love to go. And I know lots of Iranians, Persians. All depends who you're talking to, how they call themselves. You know. <laughs> Your father was from where? Syria. Syria. Muslim or Christian. Christian? Christian. Maronite? He His family was from there. He was from here. here. Yes. Oh, he's a, yeah, he's not an immigrant. He's here. Right. God fucking bless you. That's why you're so gorgeous. Is that it, Charlie? It is. Well, thank you. That is, that's why you did. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Because <laughs> we got the mix. Do not fear the mix. Yeah. That's, that's, that's us. It's a good mix. That's, yeah. Fuck. It's a good mix. That's what we are. Yeah. But yeah. my parents were good people. And so that's my mix. Yeah, my mom was. <laughs> my dad. I don't know. <laughs> well, you're a good mix too, though, Charlie. <laughs> Wait a minute. And, and, you know, here's the orthodox. This is what your, your, your dad did. He did it that way. We do it this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, Mark? Sure. Yeah. Mark's it, like, whatever. Anyway, so listen, man. Um, <laughs> I want to, uh, this was pre-recorded um, this weekend. Rebecca uh, Kiesling, who's, um, she's really leading the charge on fentanyl. Mm -hmm. Her two children died. Mm -hmm. I, 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 let's just roll it. As you know, I've lost loved ones to fentanyl. Uh, I think, Almost everybody listening knows somebody. It's 
it's a scourge. It's a major problem. And I want to bring in uh, Rebecca Kiesling, who's probably the loudest civilian voice in America on this thing. She's from Rochester Hills. Her two sons, Caleb and uh, Kyler, died in July 2020 after they mistakenly took some fentanyl that they thought were Percocet pills. Those were pressed in Mexico like Sam Quinones was telling us, remember? Yeah. And uh, Rebecca, the, the the young woman that died as well, her name was? Sophia Harris. We don't want to forget her. We really don't. Yeah. She was 17, almost 18. Oh, man. Was it a graduation party or just a She Friday had graduated night? high school that day, actually. Oh. Okay, there It was the COVID and he he had to finish some online classes in the summer and he had just graduated. Yeah, my my brother-in-law, he was just out for a weekend night and just doing some powdered coke. I mean, like who who hasn't and he didn't know and and he died and they left him in the morgue for a, a week before they told any of us he was even there. So you and I I think we have some similar feelings about things. But Earlier this month, you testified before the House Homeland Security Committee. Uh, they should be doing more. Things are out of control uh, at the border. All this poison's coming in from Mexico by way of China, our biggest trading partner. So you see how the world is. But anyway, Representative uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, everybody knows her, the Republican from Georgia, she incorrectly tweeted after your testimony that if Biden were doing more on the southern border, your your boys would be alive, which isn't correct because they died in 2020. But I found this to be outrageous. And if people don't know, this is uh, President Biden, after your testimony, speaking to a group of Democrats. A little bit of more Marjorie Taylor Greene and a few more. You're going to have a lot of Republicans running our way. <laughs> Isn't she amazing? <laughs> Oof. I was the reason she was, she was very specific. I shouldn't digress probably, but she was, I've read. She, she was very specific recently saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is, that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> wow. First of all, I I don't know why he's laughing. And number two, I don't know why it's a one-upsmanship when we're talking about your sons. Yeah. You know, first of all, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene wasn't in the room when I testified. And when she came in, um, she, yeah. you know, asked me fucked. questions. So I was grateful that I was the witness that she chose. Um, but I, she asked me that question and I told Why her, no, that my children were born or when they died. Um, and, you know, clearly that was not during the Biden administration, but, you know, she wanted to know if I, if I blame him and I explained that. Pause that. You know, I blame the government. Like, I. God bless you, Rebecca, and your boys. Marjorie Taylor Greene is on that committee and wasn't in the room to hear her testimony and then decided to run up there and make a fucking mm -hmm. cause celeb out of this, right? Mm -hmm. They're all fucked up. But Biden, like. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, both of them, but that's... Both of them, though. That's both crazy. Of, we, we want some fucking action. And accountability. Thank you. Roll it, didn't know about fentanyl, but the government has known. They've known for a long time. And and actually, I, I didn't testify this, but fentanyl deaths began to surge. Uh, and if you look at graphs, there was a huge spike during um, the Obama administration when Biden was vice president. And, you know, at least... Trump like tried to do something about it. He met with a whole group of parents who lost their children to fentanyl. He brought them up into the um, the Oval Office when he saw them down in the Rose Garden for an event, and he he started to implement what they were asking. But under Biden, they he stopped everything. 
and the border, you know, the border is absolutely wide open now. Um, I think Mallorca is delusional, you know, trying to say that it's all coming through points of entry, like like the cartels are law abiding and they just, you know, like good little sheep, they just line up like, ugh, are you for real? And and then for him to sit there and laugh and, and I know he was, his press secretary was asked about it and she said, well, he wasn't talking about her. He was talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene and and um, that people are manipulating what he said and that um, they, they asked if he was going to give me an apology because I asked for an apology. And his press secretary said he was being s- sympathetic. Like, what? Because he called me a poor mom before he laughed about the death of my sons. So you never and got the apology. No. And he hasn't apologized to, you know, the hundreds of thousands of parents whose kids did die under his watch, where there was a 22% increase in fentanyl deaths in his first year of office. He didn't apologize to those parents who are furious. All these parents in my support groups are furious that he laughed about it. I, I'm furious because I, I know what he was doing. And I don't think he was laughing at the misfortune that's befallen you. And it, it's crushing. Believe me, I come from a place. But he decided to turn the thing into political one-upsmanship. And that's not what we're looking for here. We've got a fucking problem. I, I will do this one for you. I, I looked it up because I... Take this with you. In 2021, they seized about 10,000 pounds, about five tons of fentanyl, which would kill us all. Last year, they seized seven tons of fentanyl. And this year, in five months, we've seized almost six tons in less than half a year. So when I'm looking at the bullshit politics going on, there is an argument that, well, we're doing such a good job at the border. You see, we're, we're getting all the fentanyl, which if deaths are up, and people getting in here are up and apprehensions are up. Well, certainly we're being flooded with fentanyl. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, there was just a fentanyl bus that was just a, a traffic stop in Michigan all, along the highway. I think it was Bad Axe. And it was three tons of fentanyl, I believe, that was seized. And that was just one you know, traffic stop in Michigan. In badass. You know, they're they're right when they were saying, when the Republicans were saying every state is a border state. It's everywhere. And now they're adding trank to it, which is a you know, like a horse tranquilizer. And they they call that um, you know, flesh eating because people's skin starts to rot. And when it's mixed with fentanyl, uh you Narcan doesn't work. You can't save people with Narcan and the fentanyl strips to try to detect fentanyl in drugs, which is, you know, the Democrats solution to the drug problems. Let's just give everybody, you know, strips to try to test their drugs. Well, it doesn't work when they add Trank. And if there's any question, they're trying to kill off our population through China, through the cartels. You know, there's your answer. I mean, they're they're killing babies. It's the number one cause of death in children seven and under, ages one to seven. Um, number one cause of death, uh, ages 18 to 45. And they're trying to kill off our people. There's no question. They're, they're adding it to candy boxes, making it rainbow colored, rainbow fentanyl. This is a war. And, and the Democrats are not acting like it. Well, then how do we win the war? What do you suggest? Well, when I testified, I said if there were Chinese troops aligning, amassing at our border with weapons aimed at our people, with weapons of mass destruction aimed at our cities, you damn well know you would do something about it. But a weather balloon goes across our country from China and everybody's freaking out about it. Nobody died. And they're all freaking out about it. You know, vowing they're going to do something, but nothing's being done when they're not just aiming weapons, they're landing those weapons. They're killing 110,000 a year now. And they know, we, we had a probably one of the world's experts, his name's Sam Quinones, right? He writes all about it fabulously. We know exactly which port these precursor chemicals are coming into to Mexico. in Mexico. Mm-hmm. 
like, so, you know, we're wondering about interdiction. We're not getting any help. You know, we're like, you hear it in the papers now, like we're near war with China, <laughs> right? Our, our two biggest trading partners and we can't force them to stop shipping the garbage. I think somewhere in there is the answer. I don't know about troops because if you want to believe the government, Rebecca, and a lot of things I just don't believe them about anymore. But the majority of fentanyl seizures that Border Patrol is getting are from American citizens getting paid by the cartels to drive this shit in here. Having said that, being very close to the Border Patrol, we know they're picking it up off the mules as well. So you and I agreed it's killing us. It's a war. We're turning a blind eye. I, I, I want the war won. That's what I want. There, there was there were two huge drug busts here in Michigan um, last year and just this month. Um, Sterling Heights police and, and this huge drug bust last year that led to the one this year. Um, they were, you know, here unlawfully Mexican citizens. You, know, you keep hearing the Democrats like put forth this information misinformation that it's. Um, mostly U.S. citizens, it's not because they're they're not just coming in through the points of entry. They're coming in through the wilderness, and for them to think that you know the cartels are just all law abiding and they're lining up at the borders or or their mules are lining up at the border crossings is ludicrous. Well, it certainly wouldn't hurt to have some coherent immigration strategy in a border that actually is a border. I mean, it, 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 so I agree. It, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't increase the problem. But you, you, I don't know if you know, the United States and Canada are close to um, refining the treaty in terms of refugees. It's now going to be all of Canada, the whole border is considered an official port of entry. And any people from a third country, not the United States, that enters Canada we're going to have to take them back. And I'm wondering why we don't have that with Mexico. Like you take them back. Well, Canada is now blaming their fentanyl problem on us because we're letting them, you know, come across and we're not taking care of this problem. So, you know, they have people dying in Canada too now. They do. Vancouver. Because Canada. we're not taking care of this issue at the Southern border. <sighs> If if I might, how did you, when, how were you notified about your sons? Cause this, cause I want to, I guess I want to tell you how I was notified because I'm, I'm still heartbroken over it. Did you get it? Okay. Um, well, my ex-husband was supposed to take them to rehab. He headed up Celebrate Recovery. I figured they had resources. He would know where to take them. Turns out they didn't. He said, well, we don't do that. Like, what? It's just a church thing. Um, now they have resources. But um, he took him to the hotel just overnight. Um, he said he was going to get them in the morning and take them and find a place for rehab. And because um, we knew something was going on, you know, and the kids would just tell us they're smoking pot, which there's children, by the way, dying from smoking pot because they're putting fentanyl in it. There was just a death. Um, Monday night in um, Wolverine Lake. Uh, if I can pause you there, and, and that is true. I don't care what the experts are saying. I know factually from people who do it here in the city that they put the fentanyl in a spray bottle with water and they and they lace the bullshit weed with it. Whether it works or not, they are doing that. But I digress. Yeah, and, and there's been um, bus where they found it in the THC gummies and tobacco shops in, in Pennsylvania because some people, um, you know, almost died from ingesting the, the THC gummies that were laced with fennel. Now who's monitoring all of these, you know, marijuana shops. I hear you. I hear you. And, um, you know, it's like buyer beware. I mean, they, they want to, they know it's a very, very addictive substance and they, they want to create addicts, but then we have those who also want to kill us off, kill off our population, our children. 
Um, so, all right, my ex-husband um, called me in the evening. He called me like nine at night to tell me that both had died. He was called by the police around 5 p.m. And it was the girl whose um, parents couldn't find her. She had said she was staying the night at a girlfriend's house. And they had to track her phone and had the police just doing kind of a wellness check. There was another girl who had apparently passed out the night before. She never took the fake Percocets. There was video footage of my boys helping her down the hall. Um, she was doing something else, like I think fake Xanax, and passed out. Well, when she woke up in the morning, they were all dead, and she called friends and was freaking out. And they said, you got to call the police. And she didn't call all day. She took a shower, washed her hair. And then she saw the police there. And she said, oh, there's a girl named Sophia in my room. And she took them up there. And then they were all dead. And she said when she took a shower and washed her hair, she didn't notice. Um, the drug dealer was there. There were four that looked like they were dead. And the, dr the drug dealer was, it, her boyfriend was revived with Narcan. He had overdosed a month before and she had overdosed two months before and was, they were both revived with Narcan before. So this guy knew that he was getting bad drugs. Um, he confessed when he got out of a coma. And they had all kinds of evidence on phones and they had video footage of him going out to get the drugs and everything. And um, he got eight to 15 years for killing three people because he was given a plea deal in Oakland County, Karen McDonald, prosecutor. See, it should have been life in prison, but she gave a plea deal for eight to 15 years. See, my brother... As I've explained, and we we didn't hear from him for, you know, he's his own man, about 50 years old. We didn't hear from him for a week. And then we just started calling around, and there he was at the morgue, and nobody called us. They had his wallet and everything. Nobody called. So that that hurt. Then the Detroit police, and I know the head of this squad, if you deal dope, illegal, and... It kills somebody. That's homicide. This is a homicide squad. And they're waiting for toxicology to come back. And yep, there was fentanyl. They know who did it. And nothing ever happened. Nothing. Ever, they never shut this place down. So I, I don't know how many other people have been injured, killed. They just never did. And I'm not right. one. I'm not one for, I want retribution. I want, I want it to stop. To take that person yeah. off the street so it doesn't happen to somebody else like y your kids. Who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. You, and they have to know that there's consequences, that you're going to be going to prison. But, you know, we have a prosecutor who won't prosecute these cases. Um, I just met with a mom the other day whose son went to U of M and another U of M student um, gave him fake Adderall. And they, they filmed him and they put it on social media and they were laughing about it and um, left him to die. Didn't call the police. And, you know, the prosecutor, they, they originally were going to prosecute and then they dropped it. They dropped all the charges. They said without prejudice, but they're not doing anything. And my, my former law partner, her husband is a detective with the sheriffs. And he said, we, we do in cases where we have leads we hand it over to the prosecutors and they just won't prosecute these cases. Welcome to and they, America. he said it's just really frustrating. Welcome to him. It's a, it's a, a lot of that going on. There's, uh, right? There's guys sitting in Wayne County Jail for three years now waiting for a trial. You know that. You're a lawyer. I, I don't even know what's going on. Let me, let me leave this one to you. What's the name of your support group so anybody looking can – give you a call or look you up because this is everywhere. And yeah. And, and I'm not a leader. I mean, my, you know, our story was high profile because three young people died. There was another kid who died 18 year old in my hometown. Same day. Didn't make the news, yeah. you know, but this was sensational apparently because three people died and two brothers. And so, you know, when I, and I spoke about it, a lot of parents don't, 
Um, but I'm, you know, I haven't been an activist on this. I, I got invited to testify, so I did. And I and I went all mama bear because I was so frustrated with hearing, you know, what the leading Democrat was saying on the committee, the, um, you know, the minority leader, the, they call them the ranking house member, you know, that this is xenophobic to want to take care of the border, that, um, you know, Trump was separating children from their parents. And I'm thinking, I would be... My children were taken from me forever. You know, the other children can be reunited with DNA. My children go forever. And um, and I just like started to feel like nothing's gonna get done. Oh my gosh, this is why nothing's getting done. Mm -hmm. And um, so I went kind of all mama bear and went viral, but I don't I don't have an organization. I haven't been an act activist. Like I don't want to remember my children for how they died. I want to remember them for how they lived. Um, but okay, so the support groups that I'm in and the activism groups on Facebook are um, Fentanyl um, Awareness Coalition, hashtag not in vain for parents who lost their children, loved ones who lost their children, um, um, drug homicide, drug overdose, hom uh, shoot. Homicide Coalition, Drug Homicide Coalition, I think. Um, and then um, Lost Voices of Fentanyl, Appalled, A-P-A-L-D, and there's Appalled Michigan, which is um, Association of People Against Lethal Drugs. Okay. And I know there's more, but... Um, you know, you can you can get active if you're worried about your kids. I mean, there's a lot of things. If I if I knew them, what I know now, there's things I would have done differently. Um, you know, Families Against Narcotics is out of Macomb. Uh, I got my Narcan training through them. You know, I didn't know what Narcan was. I didn't know what fentanyl was. I didn't know what Trank was. So Narcan doesn't even work with Trank when it gets mixed with fentanyl now. But um you know, I didn't know that my sons were doing anything that could kill them. I knew that drugs were destroying them. What you know, it's, you can't it's, it's important to say to everybody. I don't want to be Nancy Reagan about it, but you just don't know now. You just yeah, don't you can't know. experiment. I I just met somebody whose whose kid was killed with fake Tylenol. You can't take anything that people just give you. If you don't buy it at a store out of a I, bottle, I, I would I would agree. Legitimate store. That's exactly right. And let's let's leave it at that. Look, don't don't go shopping in the street bazaar because you might not come home. Take it from take it from me and Rebecca. All right. Rebecca, thank you really so much for taking that time. I know it's hard, but it's important. Thank you. All right, sister. Wow. That was heavy. Yeah, but it was necessary, Charlie. I mean, you you that's a conversation that not enough people want to have. I mean, and I thought her comments were extremely candid, um, heart-wrenching, uh, but necessary. I mean, and people should take that to heart uh, and not just sit there and shake their heads and say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. My condolences. I mean, listen to what she's saying, because what she's saying resonates and reflects that of a lot of people that we don't hear about all or hear of from. Us, all of us, girl. Yeah. All of us. Um, <clears throat> obviously, you can listen to that, and mm -hmm. she's got a political view of life. And that's okay. That's completely that's okay. Fine. That's what we're supposed to be about, bro. Huh? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I look at it like, you know, they say rhino. <laughs> Republican yeah. in name mm -hmm. only. All all the working class white people are like, mm -hmm. you're a rhino. No, 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 no. These motherfuckers, these old white rich men, those are the Republicans. Mm -hmm. You're the rhino. You're the rhino. You're right. the one trying to steal their party. Fine. But there's something, I'm going to phrase it right now. The dino. Mm -hmm. The dino. Mm -hmm. The dino. The Democrat in name only. Because if there's something, I, I, I've been thinking about it. The way I grew up, I'm, I'm probably that old school Democrat. Mm -hmm. That could be the new school Republican. Right. But fair wage for a fair day's labor. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, leave me alone. Stay out of my shit. <laughs> if only. Right? 
<laughs> my friends will be my friends. Mm-hmm. My view will be my view. I thought that's what Democrats were. That let the best thought win. I thought it was open-minded, but it ain't open-minded no more. Right? So I get invited onto a podcast with my Democrat friends. Okay, Democratic. I'm not that. I'm not Fox News. Democratic, Democrat, whatever the fuck. They want me to come on. Sure, I'll come on. Now you got to remember, none of these people you're about to see ever earned one single dollar swinging a hammer. That's a fucking Democrat. You earned a dollar swinging a hammer and you expected to be paid for it. Okay, so I go on the show. I get up. I do my, these are my friends. Mm -hmm. They set me up. Watch this one. I was was watching uh, your new boyfriend, Tucker Carlson. And he was talking about that Al Sharpton and uh, Tawana. We got it. We got it. Yeah, run that. Play that. Play real quick. (coughs) We do know that Trump is the subject of a grand jury investigation in Manhattan. That's a city that voted against Donald Trump by almost eighty percent in the last presidential election. Also, the twenty percent of Manhattan voted for fucking Trump. DA called Alvin Bragg, who looks and acts like a Tawana Brawley era Al Sharpton. Well, I, I say that's a racist statement. Man. Pause I this. didn't hear any of it. What did he say? But what is Was that, that a racist statement? But what does that have to do with you? Okay, well, but wait a minute. Let's, we'll get to that. That wasn't racist. So he said that Manhattan DA looked like a heavy black man. Mm-hmm. Looks like L. Sharpton. All right. Well, Red looks like um, Fred, Fred Astaire. Is that racist? <laughs> Looks like I mean I, I don't, I, I don't I, anyway. So I'm in my, my, my basement. They asked me to be on. They set that up. Go ahead. Wait a minute. He my boyfriend. Wait. Up. My boyfriend. My that, boyfriend. That's what, I, that's what I was like. Okay, but I know what I get a feeling for what's going on here. But go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. I say that's a racist statement. Man. I didn't hear any of it. What he say? He said that uh, that the DA in. Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg looked like a uh, yeah. Al Sharpton when he was uh, Tawana, a Tawana Bragg. Tawana. I'm sorry. Tawana. Tawana Brawley. Al Sharpton. That era. is era. So, and so in uh, essence, era. your guy, it, it, it came across very racist to me. And my question is, this, you, you guys are friends, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and you um, you represent Detroit very well. I mean, you know, which is a predominantly black city. How does that how does that resonate with you with this guy who sits on this show? Uh, because I, I can't have no racist friends. I'm be very honest with you. But then what is it? How can you, you how can you about? um you, now how do you how do you reconcile I don't. Um, having I don't. this kind of relationship with a guy. I didn't even hear the fucking clip. I, I oh, like you want it. us to run it again so I you can like hear it? What you're doing, madam? I don't know you, right? I know the man. Um, I don't know what he said. So you should get your show proper first before you sit here. Oh, and why are you gonna call? Oh, wait a minute. We're not yeah, doing this, sir. We're not gonna do this, sir. You, you came on the show. I want to ask you questions. I want to ask you a question, please. First of all, if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. Yak, yak, yak. Let me answer it. First of all, get your show together so I can actually hear what you're going to accuse me some other guy did. Okay? Do I know him? Yeah. Adolf's my friend. People say he says racist things. I'm not going to defend shit like that. You ask me about me, and that's what you can do. Okay? Beautiful. Next question. All right, Charlie. Let's that's, we, we, you know we that's ridiculous. That's why you're having me on, Charlie. Charlie. On. So here, come on, Charlie. We we've got some other. We got we got some other questions, Charlie. 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 We got nasty, nasty, nasty. Wow. Well, but you know what I can and I don't know. Can I, I go off? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No. 
You go. <laughs> because you're my better half. Well, but this is my thing. It's it's almost because I didn't hear it from Ad- and I understand Ad- Adolf and Alan have a show. They're both have been in the journalism space. I get it. I don't know the other young lady, but I have She's often, not young. Well, I don't know the the other lady, but I see sometimes where people try to force themselves into a space that they may not necessarily belong. And so people think that by attacking people or saying something that may be interpreted as controversial is what gets them attention and elevation. I'm going to ask you to speak okay. clean now. That is what, clean. No, what do you say? That was unnecessary. Say something about it was, that. It was unnecessary. That was there was There was no value in it. And in my opinion, it was an attempt to try to validate her presence. I know those people. Those are some soft-bodied, soft-minded people. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that was really? That's weak. Wait a minute, that man. Was so so fucking yeah, weak. Uh, Tucker Carlson. If you're gonna, ask, is he my friend? Okay, I met the man four times. I known him twenty-five years. I, I I've kissed his head. That don't mean I'm him. Yep. He in his life has come around to the way we think over here. He did not like unions. He did not like a fair wage. He's rethinking. Uh, I think the guy's fucked up on his uh, January 6th shit. I think he's fucked up on the election. People in this room believe the election is stolen. There's people in this room. I want to exist. I want to exist in this life. I want to have friends. I do not want to turn life off and go to war. Somebody got to sit in the middle. And my own friends, you're gonna do, you did that shit. I know you're watching. I called you and told you to watch. I'm really upset. That's garbage. The fucking Democrats are fucked up. You people are rich. And you're spinning dissent. So you can fucking make your money on us. I'm open to anybody. You know what's fucked up about white people? A lot of shit. But I really love them. You know what's fucked up about black people? A lot of shit. But I really love them. Man, I don't hate you unless you fuck with me. And even then, I get confused. And I walk around my house. Did I do the right? Oh, fuck that, man. Now you got your fucking clicks. You dicks. You dicks. I don't necessarily Tell the think they truth. set that off, though. I don't think they set that up, though. I mean, it didn't feel like a setup. It oh, felt like no, a struggle. Hey, I, no, no, no. It, it, it felt, no, Wait, it no, felt, no. Hold on, please. It it's felt, your boyfriend. Let's roll the clip. Yeah, that wasn't a ah, good comment. But for her, but for, but, but her people. Who is she? Her, I don't know. But, and that's, you don't speak for us. But oh. that's the thing. No, we don't know who she is. Probably nobody knows who she is. And so here's an opportunity for me to gain attention by attacking Charlie LaDuff. I tell you all the time, people try to build Wasn't themselves. Wasn't an attack. No, well, whatever <laughs> it was. I, I mean, I don't know. But people try, to, people try to gain traction at the expense of somebody else. People do that all the time. I never murdered nobody in Iraq. Yeah. Anything you saw that was going on in this country, in my life, Ferguson, Clive and Bundy, 9-11, I make it my business to be there for us. But you know what, Charlie? Man, Red, you did a brilliant, (laughs) brilliant, brilliant piece. So well-researched, so well-spoken in the regular way. And they're trying to diminish the shit we're trying to say. And when we were wrong, we're wrong, but we don't hate. And that is fucking nonsense. But this is the thing, Charlie. And just listen to what I'm saying. If you have, <sighs> no, listen. <laughs> Red will teach me how to speak regular. But listen, <laughs> if you weren't saying anything about this right now, Nobody would have known what happened there. It's called Detroit in black and white. And if you're going to be Detroit in black and white, <laughs> then the white guy ought to be a white guy that talks like a white guy. <laughs> Instead of being like some liberal namby-pamby. Let the white guy talk because the, white, Alex, Alex, the right. white guy got shit to say. Alex the white guy's not wrong. 
Alan should write his book. <laughs> That's what he should be doing. Okay, so we're going to ignore the black voice forever, but now the black voice gets some prominence because the black voice is not wrong. But you should not go all the way over there not to listen to this voice. We're all family. Yeah, we're that, family. Yeah, you're, you're Why right. you do that to me? You're right. That wasn't that wasn't cool. I mean, this it, book right here, Mongo, you fucker. Chapter three. We're gonna go in a century from now. This book means something called Detroit American Autopsy. Amazon.com. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go down together, man, bro. In another fucking century, we won't be here. I respect you. A lot of people don't. They call you a race baiter. I have you on. You're my friend. I say it out loud. What you what you gonna make? You gonna you gonna make a piece on that? Fuck that. I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs>